Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about the top cyber risks, and we're talking with Alan Power, Director of Research with the SANS Institute. Alan, thanks so much for joining me. Happy to be here. Given today's report, what's the key message to organizations about the top cyber risks? The key message is that the attackers have concentrated their weapons and their activities on a couple of vulnerability sets that the user organizations are not fixing, meaning the users are focusing their attention in a different direction. The attackers have found that, and they are exploiting it at enormous rates and having unreasonable success because the user organizations haven't fixed these problems. So, Alan, in evaluating this research, which I know you've done, what are the major takeaways for SANS? Well, the, the major takeaways for everybody are that there are that the, there are vulnerabilities in the applications we use, just as there are vulnerabilities in the operating systems we use. But that the vulnerabilities in the applications are not getting patched quickly, and the bad guys have figured that out. So they do attacks that don't attack the operating systems like Windows and um, and Unix. Instead, they, they attack um, Microsoft Office and Adobe products and QuickTime and the, the kinds of applications we have on our, on our computers, and they are having enormous success. And the second takeaway that's just like that is that a lot of organizations have their websites scanned for vulnerabilities. But they're not scanning them for the vulnerabilities that the attackers are, are exploiting. They're exploiting vulnerabilities in the programs, again, the applications, the programs on the websites rather than the websites themselves. So they're using what are called SQL injection and cross-site scripting attacks, which work because the owners of the website think when they run a scan of their website that they're actually fixing all the key vulnerabilities or finding all the key vulnerabilities, and they're not. So the reality is the fraudsters have found literally where we live, and they're exploiting it. Exactly. And for some reason, even though the news has really done a pretty good job of talking about these risks, these aren't new um, ideas, they haven't ever had any data that proved that these risks are actually greater than the old risks. And what this report does for the very first time is it brings together actual vulnerability data, meaning measures from 9,000 organizations of which they are patching what they're not patching, and data from 6,000 organizations of what the attacks are against them. And when you combine those, you say, oh, shoot. So, Alan, based on what you've learned from this report, what trends will you be tracking at SANS Institute in the coming months? Um, we'll be watching more um, of, of the patching rates to see how quickly this stuff gets fixed. We, the um, the Qualys people do about uh, 10 million um, scans a month. So we will be able to pick up real changes in the, the patching rates. That we'll look at in the coming months. And then over the next year, we hope we'll actually see a decline in the number of attacks because they're no longer so fruitful. But we, we don't expect to see any decline. We actually see, expect to watch significant increases in these attacks because as long as people aren't patching them, what's the point in going after hard to break into things? 
You know, it makes so much sense, too, because these are all applications that people are comfortable with. And they actually think, actually, the big surprise for me was, was, was one that might also surprise other people who are sort of self-users outside of the corporate mainstream. I mean, we're a small company of a couple hundred people, actually. And so we don't have a big corporate group that automatically patches all our things, so we patch our own things. So we notice that Microsoft patches not only the operating system, but it also patches Excel and Word. And, and so we just assume that's the way it is. But it turns out large organizations turned off automatic patching. They said, well, we want to take care of this ourselves. We don't want Microsoft making our users' uh, systems break. Well, that's a great idea, except they, they took care of the operating system side of it, but they forgot to take care of the, of the, uh, of the application side of it. So it's actually companies thinking that they're smarter than the vendors causing themselves these problems. So we're reaching a number of, of financial institutions and government organizations today. I've got to think that this is a wake-up call for a lot of them. So I've got to ask on their behalf, in the wake of this report, what are the actions that organizations really have to now take? You have to find a way to automate the patching of the applications and not just Microsoft applications. So all of the third-party applications, there's a, not to be an advertiser for anybody, but a company called Secunia actually does a pretty good job of looking for all of those applications on personal computers. So do places like Qualys and others. But you can't allow the application vulnerabilities to to last the way they're lasting. That on average, the um, an operating system, um, the average operating system gets 80% of its uh, its patches installed within a few weeks. In uh, the average applications aren't patched. Only about 20% of them are patched within within six or eight weeks. So you have to change the rules on what gets patched so that applications get patched at least as well as operating systems. And the other one that's actually bigger in terms of liability and embarrassment is that you have to change the way you build web websites because the websites are being built by people who don't know how to write secure code. And because they don't know how to write secure code, they're leaving their applications open so that the the actual site that the that the users come to and trust is infecting them. And if they keep doing this, and thousands and thousands of trusted sites are infecting them. You might have noticed there are no new, not many new worms. And the report talks about this. There aren't very many new worms. It's because they don't need worms anymore. They just take over websites that are trusted. And then all the visitors who come to those trusted websites get infected, and it's a stealth attack. No one else knows about it. So those are the two things. You fix your websites now, because when your customers find out you're the one who's infecting them, it'll be a whole lot worse than losing their credit cards. And the second thing is you patch your, you patch your applications at least as quickly as you patch your operating systems. So when it strikes me, I say this will be a wake-up call to organizations. What sort of a reaction do you expect to see? I think people start with, oh, yeah, we knew that, and then they go, oh, shoot. We had no idea that the attackers were so concentrated on it, because that's what the attack data show, that over 60% of the attacks against websites are, are aimed at SQL injection and cross-site scripting, and over 60% of all the attacks on, on Windows boxes are going after applications now. So what, what happens is they already knew about it, but they didn't know how important it was. So it's not a wake-up call in terms of just knowing about it, but it is a wake-up call in terms of prioritization of, of money. Very good. Alan, I appreciate your time and your insight today. You're welcome. We've been talking with Alan Power of the Sands Institute. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field.
Thank you very much.